Welcome to the Clarity Advisor Show, where you'll learn how to grow your team today. Join Ken Trupke and his guests as they discuss what works and doesn't work to grow your team in today's world. And now, your host, Ken Trupke. Hello, and welcome to another Clarity Advisor Show. If you asked 10 people, what are the characteristics of a winning team? You'd probably get 10 different lists. Now, some things might be the same, but other things are going to be different. Well, someone recently asked me, what are the characteristics of a winning team? So here's my list of six things. First of all, you've got to start with clear goals. What are we trying to do? The whole thing with a team starts with the goal. What are we trying to accomplish? If it's a sports team, are we trying to have a winning record? Are we trying to win a division or a conference? Are we trying to win a championship? Now, depending on where you are in the development of that team could determine that goal, but you need to be clear on what it is we're trying to achieve. In business, are we trying to grow our customer base this quarter? Are we trying to hit a certain dollar revenue for the year? What exactly are we trying to do? And it's the leader's job to be clear about what we're trying to do. If you want your team to be aligned and engaged with the mission, with that goal, you've got to be clear about what that is. And too often I see leaders reluctant to be clear about the goal because what if we don't hit it and I don't want people to get demoralized or they think people are mind readers and they think, well, I know what the goal is. Everyone should know what the goal is. Isn't it obvious what the goal is? No, it's not obvious. You've got to be clear. You've got to be clear so that you can have people moving in the same direction. Now, that doesn't mean the direction and the goal can't change over time. If you get partway through the year and you've blown the, go- the revenue goal out of the water, well, you can set a new goal. But as I like to say, you can't steer a parked car. So get moving, pick a goal, be clear about it, communicate it, get your team aligned and engaged around that goal, and then start going. And if you want to change that goal, that's okay. But it's the job of the leader to set that goal. Okay, number one, be clear about the goal. Number two, Be clear about roles and responsibilities. This is a team. Who's doing what? I love the analogy of football because in football, you've got very specialized positions. You've got people that block. You got people that go out for passes. You got people that run the ball. Now, sometimes the runners can go out for passes and whatever, but in general, they've got specific rules. I'm sorry, roles. And so you know who's doing what. And on any given play, you for sure know who's doing what. That's why they get together in a huddle in between each play. And they say, okay, here's the play. Does everybody know what their job is? Because you've got to be clear or you're going to have either gaps where nobody's doing something. Well, I thought you were doing it. Well, I thought you were doing it. We're not going to know who's supposed to do it unless we're clear about that role. Or you're going to have overlap and you're both doing something like, well, I already did that. Well, I just started doing that too. Well, now we're both doing it. You've got to be clear about what's happening so that you have everybody doing what they need to do and no more and no less. And people want to win. So tell them what winning looks like. If you're in football and you're on the line, winning looks like blocking your guy. Winning doesn't look like catching the touchdown pass. That's what it looks like for the receiver or running for a first down. That's what it looks like for a running back, but everybody's got a different role. And on any given play, winning looks like you doing the job that you're supposed to do, which leads me into number three, 
do your job. This is the key to teamwork. Once you're clear about roles and responsibilities, now you can have people doing their job. And what you want to watch out for as a leader are the people who have been trained and rewarded over time to be firefighters. People who are great problem solvers, who are ready to rush in and save the day and figure it out, stay late, work extra time, do whatever it takes. The problem is, is they often do that in areas that aren't their responsibility. They step out of their role to go help. And what that leaves is typically a gap where they've left to go do someone else's job and they don't do their job. So it's critical that you do your job first. Teamwork, I like to say, is doing your job first. So again, back to football. If your job is to block and you see the receivers have dropped the last two passes in a row, don't say, well, I'll go out for a pass now because they seem to be having trouble catching. I'll go out. Well, no, if you go out, no one's going to block your guy. And now we're going to get a sack and there's not even going to be a throw to have someone catch or drop. So do your job first. When if you're in sales and you're supposed to be making phone calls, don't call timeout for the afternoon and go over and help accounting solve a collections problem. Make your calls and then help accounting. I'm all for helping out. I'm all for people being good teammates and working with each other and helping each other and supporting each other. But please do your job first. Okay, there's three down. We've got set clear goals. Number two, set clear roles and responsibilities. And then number three, do your job first before you go help other people. We'll tackle the other three on the other side of the break. Stay with us on the Clarity Advisor Show. Is your business where you want it to be or on track to get there? Clarity Advisors helps business leaders improve communication and get your team aligned and engaged for greater success. We specialize in helping you streamline your sales and operating systems to improve efficiency and grow your profits. Call or text Ken at 616-822-2998 to have a complimentary 12-minute call to see what some Clarity could do for you. Okay, welcome back to the Clarity Advisor Show. Today, we're talking about my list of six characteristics of a winning team. And we're on number four. So number four is keep growing. Keep getting better. You've got to continue to improve your skills, get better at the skills that you have, and learn new skills. You've got to continuously be improving. See, our customers' needs are changing. Now, not necessarily from day to day, but over time, they want more things. They want new things. So we've got to become more and we've got to learn new in order to keep up with them. We're here to serve our customers. We're here in business to deliver value, either products or services or a combination to our customers. And what we're doing today for them is not going to be what they need in the future. They're going to need something different or something more. And so we've got to be ready to be able to do that. The skills that we have today are deteriorating every day. And so not tomorrow will what you know be irrelevant, but eventually it will. Over years, it'll become less and less valuable. And so if we don't keep up, if we don't keep replenishing and growing ourselves as individuals and our team as a whole, we aren't going to be able to keep up with customers. 
So number four, keep growing. Number five, a little bit controversial maybe, so stay with me, diversity. We want to have a diverse team. Now, when I say diversity, I mean diversity in skills, experience, and behavior styles. Let's start with behavior styles. I like any of the assessments that are out there, DISC, Myers-Briggs, StrengthsFinders, anything that gives us insight into ourselves and insight into our teammates so that we can see where people's strengths are and where people's weaknesses are so that we can be complementary to each other, so that we can fill in each other's gaps and together have all the pieces to the puzzle. So in DISC, for instance, on the top, you've got extroverted, faster-paced people. On the bottom, you've got more deliberatively paced, introverted people. And we need both. We want that kind of ready, fire, or ready, aim, sorry, ready, fire, aim, go, 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 let's make decisions, let's move quickly type person who's willing to be out talking to people and making things happen. We also need the people that are going to say, hey, hold on, ready, aim, aim, let's take our time, let's let's plan here. We want to make sure that we've got a balance. We want to make sure we've got a balance on the left and right of the disc, where on the one side, we've got more task-oriented. Let's get things done. Let's make a list. Let's check off the list. Let's make sure we're making progress. On the other side, we've got people that are more people-oriented. Hey, how are we feeling? How are we doing? How are things going? We need both. And when you combine those, you get four different behavior styles and we need all of them. A team ideally has people in each of those. And even within any given quadrant, All people that are fast-paced, outgoing, aren't the same. Some people are more fast-paced and tend to be task-oriented and then a little bit more people-oriented, but they're always fast-paced. Other people are always more task-oriented, sometimes faster-paced, sometimes slower-paced. So you get these blends and these combinations that are rich and bring richness and value and diversity to the team. We need everybody. Strengths Finders is a great place to go for this because instead of four basic types, you've got 34 basic types and nobody has the same top five as anybody else. And if you do, they're not in the same order. So it really points to the idea that we're all unique and that we all have our own strengths and we all have different weaknesses. And when you look at the team and try to find diverse behavior styles, diverse skills and diverse strengths and experience, that's when you can really bring value to the customer because we've got all the bases covered, not within one person. We don't necessarily want well-rounded people who try to be all things. We want people who are really good at the things they're really good at and continue to get even better at those things. And then other people who are good and getting better at other things. And together as a team, we cover everything. So think about diversity on your team as something that you want in terms of the types of people you have and what they know and what they're good at, that we come together and respect each other. It's so key that when you find these differences, that there's not something that's better than another. There's no good and bad. There's only different. And we celebrate those differences. Okay. Number six, save the best for last, high trust. Winning teams have high levels of trust. They care about each other. They give each other the benefit of the doubt. One way to build trust is through communication and open communication. And and a couple of ways of doing that are to have weekly reports, to have more task-oriented check-ins. What are we working on? Are we on track? 
to have one-on-ones that are more people-oriented in terms of how are you feeling? How's it going? How can I help? But we want to give people the opportunity to check in with each other, to make sure we're connected to each other. Of course, you know, if you've listened to any of the shows, I love the daily huddle. I love the idea of getting together for 10 minutes. Again, like a football team to make sure we're on the same page. Do we know what play we're running? Do we know what we're trying to accomplish? That what, What's that clear goal? We can break that down to today. What's our clear goal for today? And what are the roles and responsibilities? Who's doing what today? We get in that huddle and we figure that out. But we also just get together in that huddle and appreciate and enjoy each other and remind each other that we're not individuals standing next to each other and working next to each other. We're individuals coming together for a purpose as a team to serve and deliver value to our customers. We're a team. We care about each other. We want to help each other. And remember, do your job first, then go help. But we want to support each other and encourage each other and celebrate each other. And that's going to lead to high trust. Where you don't have high trust, you tend to have high drama. So to avoid the drama that slows things down and drags things out and makes things take longer than they should because we have to go check with everybody and smooth feathers and settle feelings. And rightly so, because people get disrupted and anxious when there's vacuums of information or there's behind the scenes maneuvering. And when you can't necessarily trust people because you don't know them or you don't think they care about you. So to avoid all that drama that slows us down and prevents us from serving our customers better than we did yesterday and as well as we want to, to prevent us from getting slowed down by that, work on your communication, work on your trust and build each other up. So those are my six things. So just to quickly recap, number one, be clear about goals. Make sure we know what we're trying to accomplish. Number two, be clear about roles and responsibilities. This is where you can put metrics in place to know if are we winning as individuals and also winning as a team. We want to know who's doing what so we don't have gaps and we don't have overlap. Number three, we want to keep working together as a team, but do your job first. Don't jump off your job and go do someone else's job and leave your job open because only you can probably do what only you can do. So if you don't do what only you can do, then that's not getting done. So make sure that you're doing your job first, the role and responsibility that you have first before you jump into something else. Number four, we want to have continuous improvement. We got to keep getting better so we can continue to serve the changing needs of our customer. Number five, Diversity, we want to have diversity of behavior styles, diversity of skills and experience and celebrate each other so that number six, we can have high levels of trust and low levels of drama. We want to have high trust so we can work together, giving each other the benefit of the doubt, celebrate each other and moving quickly to serve our customers. So I'd love to hear what your characteristics of a winning team are. If you agree with some of mine, disagree with some of mine, have your own list. Please put those into the comments on whatever platform you're looking at or listening to. So we appreciate you being here on the Clarity Advisor Show and look forward to seeing you again next time. Thank you for listening to the Clarity Advisor Show. Clarity Advisors is a speaking, training, and consulting firm specializing in helping you simplify your sales and operating systems to improve efficiency and grow your profits. Connect with Clarity Advisors today to learn more about how they can help you improve communication and get your team aligned and engaged for greater success.